Hey there, beautiful soul. Welcome back to another episode on Soul Led Spirit Driven, the podcast. I'm Kasia Berg, and I'm so happy that you can join me today. All right, let's get into this. Hello, hello, welcome back, beautiful light beams, for another episode, possibly our last episode in 2021. I say possibly because I was thinking, how can I keep everyone entertained during the Christmas break without pulling you away from your family, the quality time that you will spend during Christmas and New Year? Hmm. So I thought, do I play my favorite episodes from this year like a playlist like we did last year but then I thought no that will be way too hard to pick so I decided that I will pop in here very short very brief little messages positive messages to kind of carry you into 2022 but this episode is not that. This episode is actually about your guides. Yes, and I know I've done episodes on it. I talk a lot about it. But talking about guides and connecting with them, the relationship that we can have with them, the roles they play in our life is something that has been requested in my free Facebook group, Solid Spirit Driven. And it's something I get asked quite often. So I thought, what a nice way to finish off the year and send you into the holidays with this knowing that you are not alone. You have a whole team of guides and even more if we count the goddesses, the ascended masters, spirit animals, archangels, soul family. There are just so many. So you are truly never alone. So my friend, make yourself comfortable. Grab a cuppa. Let's talk about your astral team. Now, the first thing I want to tell you is how is it even possible that we can connect with our guides? And this is something that I teach in great detail inside Liberato. How to discern between your own thoughts and messages from your spirit team, your guides, loved ones. So here I just want to really give you something to... Um, that will help you, I guess, to get started. So one thing that is really, really helpful is to remember that everything is energy. We're energy. I'm energy, you're energy. No matter how solid our bodies seem, we're all energy. Um, so it's spirit, right? They are sentient beings, even though they're not in... Um, their physical human solid form. So when you are trying to wrap your head around how can we connect, 
um, don't think of it as you're leaving your body and you're floating somewhere in space in the astral and I know that in many of my journeys if you've done any of my programs we often go into the astral I say it but we don't actually leave our bodies like we don't actually go anywhere your body stays here you're here so think of yourself as not so much leaving your body and traveling and looking for these beings but tuning into the right frequency so many psychics here usually say well actually they disagree some say that uh, you need to be vibrating high you need to be always positive if you want to connect with spirit and some say, nope, not true, you can vibrate low, this is why you have your guides, this is when they come in to help you. When you are sad, lonely, angry, in despair, that's when you need them, right? That's when we call for help. So what's the go really? And here's how I understand this. When you are vibrating high, so when you're happy, positive, you know, feeling grateful, joyful, you are vibrating high, which means you, your energy is going up. Now, your spirit guides, your loved ones, in order to connect with you here in this physical world, they have to bring their energy down. So there's this beautiful middle ground where we both meet we connect now do we always have to be positive absolutely not in fact if you are sad you know feeling hopeless defeated and you call out to your guides for help they will come to the rescue they will hear you but their priority then will be to raise your vibration enough so that the connection is better, so that then you can communicate. So the first thing they might do is actually shift. They'll take this negative low frequency um, energies, you know, emotions away from you and so many times we experience this shift that all of a sudden I feel this you know unconditional love it's just my whole body is filled with love I feel hopeful I feel at peace that's how people describe this shift in energy and now from this place if you have any questions you can ask them so yes, connecting with your guides is done easier when you are happy, bubbly, positive, loved, in gratitude, when you are feeling these high vibrational frequencies. Yes, it's true. However, please don't think that when you are sad and you need them the most, you can't call upon them. That's when they'll come, they'll change your energy. So this connection is possible because we're tuning into a slightly different frequency. 
In order to do that, you have to get out of your head. One of my teachers actually calls it, you have to let go of the BS, being your belief system. You know, I can't do it. Nothing's coming through. I don't know if I'm that good. I don't know if I'm gifted. I'm not a born psychic. Maybe I'm just making this up, right? Like all this stuff, that's your BS, your belief system. And... The reason that gets in the way is because, well, you are here to be human, right? And we're so used to using our left brain. We're so used to, or most of us are used to using our left brain. We're so used to, um, you know, operating from our ego. In fact, here is something that I shared in the last transmission. So we know now that atoms are 99.9999999999% of empty space. So they're mostly empty space. And everything is made out of atoms, including you and I. So even though looking at a hand, it looks very dense, if you held it under a microscope, super, super microscope, um, you would see that it is not so dense. So 90% of you is actually empty space, possibility, energy. And only 10% is this dense, physical, human, touchable, sensory experience of a body. Now, the problem is we are very, very focused on the 10%, 10% of our body that is dense. And we kind of ignore this 90% of us, this 90% that is possibility, flexibility, fluid, ever-changing, limitless, right us we ignore that we just don't we're not even aware of it so when you want to connect with your guides you need to first of all accept that you are more soul than human that 90% of you is not your left brain or your physical body what you or what you've come to know, accept, see. And you kind of have to drop into your heart space. That is where you can really embody, experience this 90% of you that is endless possibilities, energies, can do anything, can connect with anyone, is not afraid of anything, doesn't feel unworthy or that they don't know enough because your soul is wise your soul does not know fear your soul doesn't feel unworthy your soul is limitless it's the human that feels the fear the doubt the scarcity the angst the judgment the ego so, you slip into your heart space where 
you will find yourself being in that 90%. And then number two, you've got to go into a receiving state. Now for those of you who are little control freaks, this will feel a little bit challenging. I know. But trust this process. Ask you guys to help you. And what if this is the beginnings of your control crumbling down like the tower in the tarot deck? And what if you go into this beautiful receiving state where anything is possible? Because we're leaving it up to the universe. I often call this also the surrender state. And some people find this really, really difficult because they associate surrendering with giving up your power, your free will, giving up everything and just basically becoming a puppet. And that could not be further from the truth, my friend. Surrendering simply lets your brain know, let go of control, lean back and allow yourself to receive these messages. So this is how you connect. Now let's talk about these wonderful beings, these benevolent beings that are all around you. And here's something that I want to tell you. Now I consider myself still very much an apprentice in this spiritual arena. I believe there's still so much for me to learn and every time when I go deeper and acquire more knowledge and a lot of it is really through my guides I let them guide me and teach me and through all that I am learning more about um, their presence so uh, we went from um, light bulbs exploding, candles crashing, um, internet failing or lights suddenly turning off to really feeling their presence um, and the difference between, I don't want to say rankings but because there's no hierarchy. That it feels like loved ones have a different energy about them. My everyday guides have a different energy about them. And then the Ascended Masters or even Akashic Masters feel different again. And also what has happened for me, I've learned, is that they, they used to be in the beginning separate guides and I could really feel their separateness as in like um, the chief and I could feel Ray and um, they just had this different energy about them but the more I was strengthening my connection and going deeper and learning more um, and trying to be quicker and better at connecting with them um They've sort of, especially as I started really embracing Akashic Records, they sort of like now merged into this group where it's like this council almost. And um, I often speak about this 
collective consciousness uh, called echo that speaks to me when I am connecting with the Akashic records and I never actually really you know delved in or wanted to know exactly who they are like what makes up this group of beings and I think because of that I sort of let go of this control and and therefore erase any resistance and what I'm now noticing is that they all sort of stand together and my loved ones, especially my mom, my dad, my grandmother are coming in more stronger and assisting me, um, whether it's mediumship, whether it's connecting to the Akashic records. And actually, as I'm telling you this, they're prompting me to mention something um, that when loved ones cross over, they don't all of a sudden know it all. They don't know all there is to know. Um, they do see your life from this bird's eye view. And the way to describe it is probably best way is like, you know, when you're playing Monopoly. Now, you could lay low on the floor. So you're almost at the same level as the game and the, the little whatever they're called, playing figurines. And your experience would be somewhat different, right? Because you would be seeing everything from, from down below. So you may not necessarily see what's on the other side of the board or even, you know, what everyone else is having in their registers, like how much money they have. But as soon as you lift yourself up and you sit upright and you get this bird's eye view of the whole game, you can see everything right and so this is what happens to your loved ones when they cross over they get this bird's eye view of your life but it doesn't mean that they know everything there is to know the reason um you can ask them some profound questions about your life in future and they can get you the answer it's because they act like this middleman between you and let's say the Akashic masters. So they would connect with the Akashic masters, teachers on your behalf and obtain this information. And this usually happens when someone hasn't learned or mastered to access the Akashic records or may not even know about the Akashic records. They just simply have questions. So, the reason that our loved ones are not oracles that are all-knowing um, is because they're still coming back down to earth, right? Otherwise, there would be no point in them coming down and having this human experience. Um, having said that, it's a very case-by-case -case situation. So some of your loved ones would have completed their desired amount of you know lives here on earth they would have evolved so much that now they just want to stay back and be guides and so their learnings are complete complete enough to to not want to come down to earth anymore but for majority of your loved ones, they still have so much learning and experiencing to do that they um, 
want to keep coming back. Now, how this all works, how can they reincarnate and yet I can still connect with them? That's a topic for another podcast. It's a whole interesting, fascinating um, experience that I do want to share with you um, as it has been shared with me. But today, let's come back to our guides and in many ways your loved ones are guides as well for you. So they wouldn't necessarily be guides for me or someone else. They usually really adore you so much and they want to just stand back and help and assist. And I've seen this in many, many cases where I would have a client who struggles with the concept of guides, of seeing, of feeling into these benevolent beings that they have no concept or idea of what they look like, what their names are. And so they struggle to visualize or connect as a result of that with them and so their loved ones often will then step forward it could be maybe their mom their sister their brother their grandmother whoever sometimes it's even a loved one they have not met but heard many wonderful stories about and they will step forward and they would say you know you're familiar with my energy you may be familiar with me through photos or because we shared this life right together so you know me so talk to me and I will make sure that all the guides get your message that things are done so they are like your middlemen up there they become your oracles your best best friends up there and in my case, for example, as I'm doing my work and I'm, I'm really focusing on connecting more with guides, not really focusing on exactly what their names are and who they are, but more like who is around me, how do you help me and how can you teach me more, right? So through all that, I have now noticed that my mom is stepping forward more so she started a few months ago and i had a feeling and i had a beautiful um teacher do a reading for me and she confirmed this for me that because i could feel her energy coming in more whereas before that i saw her sort of off the screen and my grandmother is coming forward every time I'm sitting down with my tarot deck so I can feel their energies coming through more and more then um, yes this collective uh, council I guess this group of beings that I believe to be um, Akashic masters and teachers and my guides my master guides, they're all sort of in that collective echo. And usually when I am doing um, soul path sessions for clients and I need to access someone else's soul's blueprint, 
or when we're doing a healing or like when we did the last transmission they're the ones who are really coming through although my mom my dad and my grandma did surprise me yesterday in the last transmission now so let's talk a little bit more about the guides that you might experience that you can expect to be around you so generally there is going to be one master guide and this guide has been with you since birth this is a guide that i usually see um sort of from the profile usually on my left if it's someone else's they're not always showing me their i guess human physique usually i just feel them as energy so you would have had this guide from before birth even and this guide will stay with you till death now this guide takes a very active role but the best way to understand their role is to get out of that sort of ego mind like he's the boss he you know bosses all of them around he is someone who is there assisting guiding you teaching you he will basically this guide i say he could be a woman and or a feminine energy i should say or a masculine energy or it could just be pure love so this guide is just there whatever you need this guide will help you now when your loved one takes on the role of sort of the one leading the pack um as i've experienced it it there's no like again hierarchy where or ego where one guide will feel um resentful because now you've casted me away and there's this other guide that is stepping in they all work for the common good of guiding you that is their goal so it doesn't matter to them whether this one is standing at the front or the other one often because a loved one knows you so well knows how your brain works they just take charge and they can help navigate other guides you know like don't overwhelm her don't show her too much or only come in her dreams because she's still a little bit scared right so they will navigate them show them the symbol we've agreed this is the yes this is the no symbol so you've got to go with that and anyone else who comes in this is yes this is no that's what was agreed so they just act like your um yeah uh managers almost up there so we have a main uh master guide and then we have a gatekeeper gatekeepers are so important they keep an eye out for you they make sure that only benevolent beings beings of love and light enter your space and no one else now because you have free will and guides cannot interfere so they unlike a bouncer at a club that just you know if someone isn't wearing the right shoes or there's too many men in there already they'll just bounce you off the line this guide waits for you 
to set boundaries and intentions. So if you say after five, business hours are over <laughs> or I'm sleeping from this and this time, I do not wish to be disturbed, this guide will make sure that that is on it. Um, if you say I don't wish to speak, let's say, to any beings that have um you know been toxic bad humans um or i don't want to you know my client doesn't wish to speak to her dad uh because you know for whatever reason then they won't allow that spirit to come in and you know that spirit that passed away spirit will respect that they don't usually fight against it so everything is very nice and polite up there. Everyone understands and your free will rules over everything just as does your intention. So the gatekeeper makes sure that we are all protected and that we're all interacting with only beings of love and light. Now then you have guides that sort of come and go into your life. Um, some come, stay for a few years. Uh, you may have picked up guides along the way when you were a child or a teenager, especially if you were having a very difficult time growing up. Um, you may have called in some guides as a child to come in and protect you. And they kind of stay till um, the mission is done, till you feel safe, you no longer need them. And then there's these guides that I call project guides and they're the kind of guides that will come and help you with a specific task but they only come for this one specific thing this could be ascendant masters goddesses because of their special energies wisdom powers like if you are done with your life you need to shake it up but you don't have the mm, strength perhaps or you feel that you can't do it on a human level perhaps it requires you to leave a relationship perhaps it requires you to leave a job and go into the unknown or move and on a human level this feels very scary right to take big leaps of faith so on a human level this may feel scary and overwhelming but your soul like I said, is not afraid of anything. So your soul will call in the right guy to come and help you. Goddess Kali likes to come in when we call her in. But be aware if you call in Goddess Kali, because she's not going to come in and say, all right, Kasia, so what would you like me to sort out for you? Would you like me to get rid of uh, this deadbeat man in your life? P.S. Not my husband. He's wonderful. <laughs> but let's say if I had one uh, would you like me to get rid of this job or maybe this boss no 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 goddess Kali will swoop in she will turn your life upside down shake it up like in a snowball and in the moment you feel like what is this chaos what is this what is happening how is this serving me but when you come out on the other end of this storm you will look back and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Where she has put me in is just 
so epic. I don't think I could have ever taken that leap of faith and quit the job, leave the relationship, move across the country. So Goddess Kali is good like that. That You really, when you call her in, you better be like, I have nothing to lose and I need to change things. So these are the project guides. Now, sometimes a guide might step in that is less intense. And it could be maybe Mother Mary, who is a, an ascended master. And she often likes to come in when there's a new mother, for example. First-time mothers and help them and guide them and send helpers their way. Uh, sometimes guides that pop in are guides that have been really good in a particular area and uh, so let's say you're struggling with money perhaps you have some money issues perhaps you need to sort out your finances perhaps it's tax stuff that you've been putting off and you can call in a guide that specializes in it and they can help you they will help you by sending the right people your way or sending you into the right direction or just giving you like this feeling of okay I've been putting this off long enough now it's time to take charge and all of a sudden the right people appear on your path so these project guides kind of come and go now essentially it doesn't matter how many guides are around you at any particular time I usually see somewhere between five to eight nine with loved ones even more it doesn't matter it doesn't mean that you're a better human because you have more guides that you're more special because you have so many guides or the opposite that you are such a a path that you need all the help you can get it doesn't mean anything um my personal belief is that aside from the loved ones that have crossed over that wish to be around your energy um if you're an older soul that has more experience um or you're here on a important mission not a special one we're not special no one's more special than anyone else but you might be here on an important mission you might have been assigned more guides um at any particular time than anyone else Essentially, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you connect with a guide or goddess and then your loved one um, who's been coming forth to you. No one gets upset over there. So what can we do to start connecting with our guides and building that relationship? I'll give you a few tips. I haven't written them down because, believe it or not, this session is very co-created with my spirit team and going into this session I didn't even know we're gonna have some tips here but they're bringing through some tips so I trust that this is what you listening to this episode need to know so the first tip they're saying is they don't have human physique human bodies or names so for your benefit they will put on a costume that's how they call it, a costume that will resonate with you, that will mean something to you because A, your human brain needs to see something in order to make sense of it. Number two, it will be something 
that either you recognize from this life or from a past life. Maybe you two have spent past lives together and so therefore they're bringing through and they're coming through in a particular way. However, if you don't see them in a human form, you can ask them. But if you get nothing, just trust they're still there. There's love and light around you and there's beautiful energy. And the more you work with them, the more you will feel them or see them. Names, they don't have names. Well, most of them don't have names per se. Um, they will give you a name very much like with the human physique they will give you something that resonates with you that you recognize something that feels familiar to you don't be surprised though if then at some point they change their name as well as you grow accustomed to them so with names we've covered the physique what else was there connecting oh actually there's one more they're just saying how do we get a name they said there's no point asking them what is your name because they don't have names instead ask them what shall i call you and they'll give you a name but also you can just give them a name they really don't care if there is a name that you are fond of you can call them honestly your guide will be still your guide still as wise and helpful even if you call him uh shaza beza joe janine or karen <laughs> so we've got the names we've got the physique now how do we establish a connection so first of all what i always recommend is sit in silence for five minutes five minutes every day five minutes in silence now silence sitting in silence does not mean sitting still you can move you can fold washing you can go on a walk but be in silence don't listen to anything try to be present try to breathe slowly deeply and set the intention that you wish to connect with your guides now this formal way of connecting is really sort of something that you want to do in the beginning um, when you're new to this when outside noise is so loud that you might have been missing messages from your guides or getting them very infrequently and we want to get them all the time and we want to get them like all the time so when you sit in silence or stand or walk or do the laundry but when you're in silence for even five minutes you're giving space and time for spirit to come in. Now, in Liberata, for example, we spend a lot of time clearing out the channel because I personally believe that it is very important to get rid of your BS, as my teacher called it, remember? Belief system. It's so important to clear it. The more we clear it, the better channels we will be the clearer the messages will come through, the more often we will get it. Now, without this, the best thing you can do is sit in 
silence and really just observe your thoughts and allow the messages to come in. This is not the moment to go into control mode. This is not the moment in trying to figure out, am I doing this right? Should I be sitting up? Should I be lying down? Should the light be to my left, to my right? Should I have a candle on? It doesn't matter at this stage. We're just sitting in silence and setting the intention that we will welcome our guide and then you watch for the energy to change. So again, what will help you is to practice. Ask them to move away and come in closer to you. Ask them to step away out of your auric field. Notice how that feels. So when students tell me that they don't think that they're connecting or they don't feel like they're connecting with their guides, they're not getting anything, it's actually because you are so connected, you've been connected all your life and you just never brought your awareness to it. So the trick is not to learn how to connect with guides, the trick is to bring your awareness to this connection. Now, then you might want to ask them, how will you show me a yes and wait for what will pop up? They'll show you or tell you or you will feel it depending on which Claire is the strongest for you. And then ask them, how will you show me a no? And then you say, okay, we're taking this. So now every time you want to show me a yes, you show me this. And if you want to show me a no, show me this. And that's it. It's a, it's a collaboration. They guide you. They tell you things so that you know that you are communicating with your guides. But then you get to say, yep, let's run with this. I love it. So once when you have established a connection and you know the basic yes and no, you can, of course, go and ask for other symbols. But what I feel personally is more important is acknowledging them all day, every day. Talk to them like as if they were standing right there next to you. Again, you may not know exactly who you're talking to. Just trust that if you set the intention, you're connecting with your guides or benevolent beings and those are the ones that your gatekeeper is allowing to come into your space. So ask them, ask them for things, ask them for opinions, ask them to show you a sign, ask them to help you choose your outfit or what to have for breakfast and then notice how the answers are coming in. The more you do it, the more you will feel their presence and the stronger the connection will be, the easier it will be for you to communicate. But through it all, as you are practicing, give yourself grace. You are practicing. You're learning. Actually, you and your guides are learning. So be kind. Be patient. And most of all, whether you feel them strongly or very subtle beginnings, just trust that you are not alone. And you are so loved. Pure, unconditional love. I hope that you will feel this. And I hope that you will take this with you into your Christmas 
festivus time. There you go. I snuck in a little bit more of Seinfeld in. And I would love to take this opportunity to thank you for listening, for tuning in weekly. And I hope that you have a beautiful, peaceful Christmas and the most divine, abundantly feeling New Year's. And I will catch you in the new year. Probably the first week. And for the next two weeks, I hope that you will enjoy my short but powerful messages that I will bring through for you. Have a beautiful Christmas. Talk to you soon.